This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Greg Elliott and this is Sport Today, a weekday sports news podcast designed to keep you on the ball. And I'm Gemma Ryan. It's Thursday, the 1st of April. In your Sport Today, Tim Zhu beats Dennis Hogan in Newcastle and the World Surf League starts today also in Newcastle. Plus a season-ending foot injury for Liz Watson and we get our first look at the Australian Olympic uniform. All right, let's dive in. Aussie boxer Tim Zhu remains undefeated, beating two-time world title challenger Dennis Hogan in Newcastle last night. Zhu's professional record now goes to 18 wins, zero losses. He won in the fifth round, Gemma, after Hogan's team threw in the towel. Zhu was landing a lot of punches in the fifth round, including an uppercut that dropped Hogan to the floor. Hogan's team decided that was enough, giving Zhu the win by technical knockout or TKO. It didn't go all Zoo's way, though. He came off second best after a head clash in the second round, leaving a cut below his left eyebrow. The blood was obscuring his vision, but he kept his composure. Fun fact, the fight was at Newcastle Entertainment Centre, where Tim's dad, Costa, won seven fights in a row during his career. It's a good venue for the Zoo's then. As for what's next, Zoo says that's up to his promoters, but he wants a title fight. The World Surf League season starts today at the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup in New South Wales. It's the first of four consecutive WSL Championship Tour events happening in Australia. These were originally planned for Queensland and the famous Bells Beach in Victoria, but COVID, it's a big deal, Gemma, to have four WSL events in one country and in one season. Yeah, it is. The WSL often starts in Australia and often back-to-back in Queensland and Victoria, but four events in all in a row is unheard of. Each year, the WSL holds 11 men's and 10 women's championship tours. Think of them like Grand Slams in tennis, Greg. These count towards the surface points in order to claim the world title. Australia's own Tyler Wright will be at the Newcastle event. She's a two-time champ, and she's joined by fellow two-time champ in the men's comp, Hawaiian-born John John Florence. He says the level of competition and challenging conditions make these Aussie events the perfect lead-up to the Olympics. Surfing is one of the new sports being introduced for Tokyo in July. The Rip Curl Newcastle Cup runs until April 11th before the Narrabeen comp starts shortly after on April 16th. The Super Netball season kicks off in exactly one month, but the Melbourne Vixens will be going without star player Liz Watson after she had season-ending surgery on her navicular bone in her foot yesterday, Jim. Yeah. For those who aren't fully up to speed on who's a big deal in netball, well, it doesn't get much bigger than Liz Watson. She's the co-captain of the reigning premiers, the Melbourne Vixens, and she captained the Diamonds for the best part of their recent Constellation Cup tournament in New Zealand, with most in the know assuming she'd be taking on the role permanently. So this is a big blow. As for what she had to say, well, while she has had a long-standing foot injury, apparently the news that she needed surgery was quite a shock to her. She'd been enjoying the pre-season and looking forward to the season ahead too. As for who's replacing her, Gem, the Vixens haven't announced that yet. Watson will be sticking with the squad in an internal leadership capacity role for the season. As we foreshadowed, Gem, the Aussie Olympic uniform was revealed yesterday. 
The green and gold range has been under development with ASIC since 2018, and now we know what our 490 athletes will be wearing to the Games. And Greg, the highlight this year is that it includes a design titled Walking Together by Indigenous Olympian and artist Paul Fleming. He represented Australia in boxing at the 2008 Games. The design features 52 footprints to represent the 52 Indigenous athletes who've represented Oz at the Olympics. Fleming shared that the centrepiece of the design symbolises a meeting place because the Olympics brings people together from all backgrounds around the world. We don't know the opening ceremony outfits yet, though. They'll be revealed in May. But we do know that for only the second time in Australia's history, we'll have both a male and female flag bearer. This is, of course, Greg, assuming the Games actually go ahead. Fingers crossed. And look, we all know there's been a bit of a mixed bag of different uniforms over the years, but this one does seem to be well received by the athletes displaying it yesterday, and it'll be tailored to the 34 different sports Australia will be competing in at Tokyo. We'll chuck links to the pics of the new and previous uniforms in the episode notes. As we do at the end of the week, Gem, we preview things to look out for over the weekend. We do know it's only Thursday, but we won't be publishing on public holidays. So let's take a look. It's week one of the AFLW finals. Melbourne play Fremantle on Saturday. Melbourne go in with fantastic form, but without gun player Daisy Pierce. They're still favourites, though. And then straight after, also on Saturday, is the other final, Collingwood versus North Melbourne. Collingwood have had an impressive 2021 season but have lost two of their last three leading into the finals. They go in favourites, but only just. And if tennis is more your thing, the Miami Open is at the pointy end. Ash Barty is through to the semifinals to face Alina Svitolina on Friday. If she gets through, the final happens 2am at Sydney time on Sunday. And if you're keen to watch more sport at that hour, the men's final will be 2am on Monday. Daniil Medvedev, the Oz Open runner-up, is favourite to win there. And if you're feeling like cricket, there's the third and final women's T20 happening this afternoon. It's been an incredibly tight series, Jim. Yeah, it sure has. And the Aussies haven't lost a T20 series since late 2017, so they'll be keen to keep that record. And of course, lots of NRL and AFL on this weekend. We mentioned during the week that some games have moved in both location and time because COVID. So best to check where and when your team is playing. We'll put links to both fixtures for this weekend in the episode notes. Catch This is our daily look at the stuff people are talking about from an epic sporting moment, an obscure sport update, or an event to pop in your calendar. Gemma, we know a lot of sports have their Olympic Games qualifiers underway right now. Well, Japan have soared through to a 14-0 victory against Mongolia in the soccer, which is the second biggest win in Japan's history. The game had a bit of everything, a hat-trick and an own goal. As long as they beat Myanmar in June, Japan go through to the next round of the qualifiers. Seems like they're in pretty good form, Greg. And for me, well, here's some news I just came across. Roger Federer has announced his retirement, Greg. What? I, no, no. What, where? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> April, April Fools. Yeah, but today right. I thought I'd share some links with our listeners to some of the best sports-related April Fools pranks, including the time in 2019 the US Open fooled people into thinking they would have puppies on the ball people team. That's a nicer one than Federer retiring. Yeah, <laughs> much better. That's all from us here at Sport Today. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll catch you on Tuesday. Tuesday. 